It's time for episode 248 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Tuesday, July 3rd, 2018. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the podcast that's always on time, except when it's early. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and I am joined across this sweltering nation of ours by my good friend and co-host, Mr. <laughs> Micah Sargent. Hi, Micah. How you holding up? Oh, you know, I'm sweating. That's what I'm doing, but I'm hanging in there. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we have recruited for this special pre-July 4th episode, we have recruited two fantastic guests from across the pond. To my left, it is our favorite Slovenian tech writer, podcaster extraordinaire, Andrzej Tomic is here. Hi, Andrzej. Welcome back. Hi. Good to be back. Although, again, for some sort of American holiday when, <laughs> you know, us Europeans have the time. So, hi. <laughs> uh, and to my left is a person with perhaps the coolest name I've ever heard, uh, who also happens to be a, a nerd on the internet, per their Twitter profile, and the co-host of Automators right here on Relay FM. It is Rosemary Orchard. Hello, Rose. Hello, thank you for having me. I do have a clock fact for anybody, just in case. Uh, the clock that is called Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast is called Big Ben in French. So there you go. <laughs> wow. Well, wow. okay. Lil Ben. That uh, is new. I, I did not know that. I, I feel like I'm coming out of today's show more educated, which is good. <laughs> Yeah, it's all downhill from here, right? That's (laughs) That's right. It's all downhill. So I'll kick things off with my topic for the week. Last week, Apple uh, announced that it would be upgrading its Maps experience. Uh, TechCrunch had a large interview, including with Eddie Q, talking about all the details they're going to be adding, all these features, um, and just sort of a whole overhaul of getting all this map data from the ground up. So my question for you folks are, do you use Apple Maps where you are? Do you prefer Google Maps or something else? Would this update make a difference to you, or do you feel pretty set in your ways as it is. Anjay, what do you use? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm again the Android guy, so I use Google Maps. <laughs> but what <laughs> if? <laughs> yeah, although I will, I will say I have like a bunch of coworkers on iPhones, and uh, I also talk to my, you know, uh, the the other tech journalists here, and they seem to prefer Google uh, Google Maps for you know our neck of the woods. Uh, uh, sort of Apple Apple Maps hasn't yet earned sort of the trust, you know, to to make it easy to navigate and stuff. So I think Google Maps is a Clear, clear winner over here, at least in Slovenia, I'll say that. But I did see, the, um, I'm going to just, you know, say nice things about uh, Micah's boss now, because I saw the Rene, the Vector <laughs> video on YouTube. He kind of broke down the whole thing. And the, the one thing that I got from that, which, you know, has always been sort of Apple's thing, is the whole privacy angle. But they're trying to do good navigation and like good maps, basically, with, you know, taking as little of the data from the person actually using the phone or whatever uh, as possible. And I, I do applaud that. Like, I hope it, they, they kind of work it out and it works as well as it does with Google. Because uh, like Google's navigation and uh, Waze, which is basically Google Maps, but in a different app for some reason still, <laughs> uh, like those really work. But, you know, th- there is sort of a price to pay for that because you basically hand over all of your location data to Google. And Apple seems to be trying to do the same thing, but without that data. So like from a technical perspective, like I- I'm just intrigued how that's going to go if they can actually pull that off. But if they can, I think it's a great counterbalance because it will keep Google in check as well. You know. 
I am happy with the way that Apple Maps is now for the purposes for which I use it. Um, it hasn't re- like I haven't needed any of this extra stuff. I think it's cool, and I like the idea of things like uh, what is it, commuter paths or whatever, being included in future versions. But for me, it's just I mean what it does right now it does fine and what i don't want to have happen is for all of this new data to get poured in or apple to completely rely on its own maps and it results in the basic experience getting worse in favor of all of these extra features so my fingers are crossed that this can only make everything better and that it doesn't sort of sacrifice the base level of navigational directions that are there which are the things that i use and so please just don't 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 try to f- fix what's not broken. Well, I use Apple Maps when I can, and I really like it. And I found that when I'm using it, it's really good at figuring out where I am. And also that the Apple Maps team have been really responsive to feedback I've sent in. So they've got businesses with opening hours and so on on there. I found, I think it was my optician or somebody, they had the wrong opening hours. So I took a photo of the business card and sent it in saying, you know, the opening hours are wrong. And they got back to me the next day and they'd already fixed it, um, which I, you know, I really like. So I hope that they continue to do that. Unfortunately, Vienna Public Transport is not supported by Apple Maps. It's half supported by Google Maps. They have timetable data in there, but they don't have any live data at all. Um, and so if there's an accident or there's maintenance works going on, then you just don't see that. So I still use the app provided by the city of Vienna called Wien Mobil. And mm-hmm. it's, th- that works really well for me. Yeah, that's a that's nice to have that all in one somewhere. Um, the the thing that interests me about what they're redoing is obviously this is a very Apple approach, right? They want to own all the data. They want to be able to uh, vouch for it from from stem to stern, basically. So it's not really surprising to me that they'd invest this time of uh, this type of time and energy in collecting all this data, especially because Maps was for so long kind of a laughing stock. What I'm interested with, assuming they don't, as Maiko is worried, ruin the underlying experience, because I do think it has improved in the last several years, I'm curious to know what other kind of improvements could be brought by Apple owning this entire data stack in terms of finding better directionality or working this into other products like uh, augmented reality or so on. So I'm hopeful that this means good things in the long run. It certainly seems like they're going to have a lot more information density uh, available and they can do a lot more fine tuning. And it's a very Apple-like thing. Uh, And as Anjay mentioned, the privacy too, I think is a big deal. So uh, I'm intrigued by this. I do use Apple Maps as well as Google Maps and I kind of go back and forth between them haphazardly. I'm not even sure why I use one over the other sometimes, but I I like to keep them both in active place so they know that I'm not like I'm not decided yet. I'm keeping my options open. Uh, <laughs> thanks for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our second topic, which comes from Anjay. Yeah. So another week, another Instagram announcement, I guess, because it kind of feels like they were like working for the last two years, and I just keep releasing stuff. And apparently, they're finally rolling out the "You're all caught up." You've seen all new posts from the past two days. A spiffy warning in the feed, <laughs> which, you know, just, yeah. So that, that sort of, does that kind of alleviate some of the, you know, the, 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 uh, I'm, I almost said crap, so I'll just say that now, but like when they moved from the, the, uh, time-based timeline to the algorithmic timeline, that was like a big annoyance. And now you sort of, at least for the last two days, you're going to know when you're done. So does that make up for the fact that it's basically all algorithmic and I still get four-day-old pictures from people who, 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 they were, when they were still on holiday and now they're back home? 
So does that help at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Nothing more needs... No, I'm kidding. Um, I wish they would just bring back the doggone chronological timeline, but they won't. Um, and... I will, like, to be frank, I do like this feature because, um, if, if anybody listens to, uh, subnet, they will have heard my slightly snarky, uh, recording of of this um the the fact is like there have been plenty of times where i'm scrolling through and i'm like i'm pretty sure i've seen that bowl of ramen before <laughs> and you just are sort of sitting there wondering if these are posts you've already seen uh and so i do like that i can sort of scroll down and realize okay let me just hop out of this app i don't want to be in here anymore but here's the problem instagram changed from the chronological timeline because they wanted people in their app more often yep. and it was this idea that like if you are doing the chronological timeline you're going to see all the posts in the past day and then maybe you'll stop looking but by removing that and sort of showing you what it thinks are the best posts then you would spend more time in the app well now this is doing the opposite of that this is showing me like this is this is essentially shaming me uh because at the you know the third time i've launched the instagram app in a day i scroll one post and it's like you've seen all of these why do you keep <laughs> opening this app what is wrong with you go outside and i you know then am ashamed and don't spend as much time in the instagram app so i just think they should bring back the chronological timeline because this is I think going to result in perhaps uh, just as less, I guess, just as less usage as the chronological timeline did. And people really liked the chronological timeline. And they've got that explore tab that could do all of the fun algorithmic stuff and just give me the chronological timeline. Okay, I will stop now. Rose, your turn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd need a toggle for that chronological timeline still. I'm sorry, but I hate algorithmic timelines because they suck. When yep. I'm looking at something, I was at WWDC and I was looking and I was like, oh, hey, these people are hanging out together yesterday. Thanks. <laughs> Why is this at the top of my timeline? Like, you know, I, I wanted to see like what's happening now. And I didn't want to have to scroll through and f mentally have to try and filter things out and assemble my own timeline. It becomes too much mental work for me to do that. And the result is I don't use Instagram. So they, their, their algorithm there has completely backfired on me because it doesn't work. I don't care if they hide this toggle in like the 79th page of the settings and that I have to set it once every three months. Just give me the toggle and I'll start using Instagram again. But until that happens, mostly I follow cat accounts on there now and uh, some very cool nerdy people, but mostly cat accounts because it doesn't matter what order those pictures appear in. <laughs> you know... <laughs> I love algorithmic timelines is a thing that no one has ever really said. So oh, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm with all Until of you. Now. <laughs> Until now. It says something when you have to design a whole feature around something <laughs> that you claimed was a better feature than the thing it was replacing. That to me is a problem. Um, mm -hmm. So I, it's kind of puzzling that you're going to take all the time to engineer a replacement to this when, in fact, you already had what some would argue was a much superior product. That said, I'm with Micah that I do appreciate this because I do find myself scrolling back and being like, oh, man, have I seen this already? My my shortcut, by the way, is I just like favorite every single thing I saw. And then when I get to a point where I start seeing hearts again, I'm like, yep, I've been here. Ah, um, I'm very clever. liberal with the, with the hearts on Instagram. But 
it's I don't know. I understand Instagram's push and pull here, as we were talking about, like they want you to stay in their app more. But perhaps there are other ways <laughs> to encourage people to do that than by mixing up the timeline by some algorithm that nobody really understands. Because when you turn it over to a computer, then essentially what you're doing is like, hey, I've got all your photos like laid out on a table here and you're like oh great i like to look at my photos and then that's like the person maintaining eye contact with you while they just like mess up all the photos and then just start handing you random photos and it's like what why why this is just griefing at this point so uh for me i i yeah i i'm glad that they are doing this but they really seem like they've kind of you know lost the thread here so yeah yeah, because the, the the way I read it is it sort of this feature came from the angle of we're all go, doing the whole digital well-being now. <laughs> so it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's all going to be Nintendo console, you know, go outside with like splash screens. Like every time Instagram announces anything at this point, I'm just so, I'm just afraid it's all going to go to hell, basically. <laughs> it's just, it's, there's so many features. And like I saw, like, in, like I know you guys talked about it, I think last show, but like, like IGTV, like sort of great, yes, like video on Instagram, that makes sense. But it's like, oh, God damn it, another feature. It's like, how many, like, how many things can you really cram in there? Because I remember on Instagram when you had like six filters and that was it. Like, that was, <laughs> it was, those were the days, right? Sure, whatever, but, yeah. whatever, old man. <laughs> uh, six filters was all we needed lawn. in my days. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that is two topics down which means we have reached halftime here and today's episode of clockwise is brought to you by text expander from smile text expander multiplies your team's pro- productivity it makes up-to-date shared knowledge available instantly Using Text Expander, all of your team's common responses are accessible and searchable through simple abbreviations and keyboard shortcuts. They're written and edited by your best writers, and they're available on multiple platforms, macOS, iOS, Windows, and the web. They're updated immediately and everywhere when they get modified. If you're on a team, Text Expander will change your working life and leave more time for what you do best. Plus, for larger teams, Text Expander supports, supports single sign-on and grouping accounts. This includes identity providers like Okta, OneLogin, and G Suite, reducing the time it takes to onboard larger numbers of users. Visit TextExpander.com slash podcast now to learn more about Text Expander. Our thanks to Text Expander from Smile for their support of this show. All right, halftime is over. Micah, Sergeant, take it away. All righty, I'll do that. Bloomberg uh, just published a report today about a class at Instagram that teaches brands how to sell stuff on the platform. I'm curious, have you ever purchased anything from any of the social media apps, you know, an ad that comes up in Facebook, something that comes across in Instagram, uh, something that you've seen on Twitter, etc. And do you think that this is the future of e-commerce? Are we going to stop launching the Amazon app and instead get uh, our shirts and, and I don't know, laundry detergent from the influencers all over Instagram? Rose, what are your thoughts? Uh, I have never purchased something from a social media app. I won't, don't want to say that I will never do that because absolutes are not always a good thing. Uh, but it's quite probable that I wouldn't. The reason why I like things like the Amazon app and places like this is because I know the company behind it and I know their returns policy. Um, and a lot of these places, uh, they ship from China or somewhere. So they tell me, oh, it'll be with you in three days. No, they mean that they will ship it in three days. And then with the Austrian postal system and various other things, it might arrive in six weeks. 
Maybe, if Ooh. I'm lucky. Um, and that, that's always a worry for me. Also, with these influencers, a lot of them are not clear about when they are being given products to promote, when they're being paid to promote products, or when they've just gone and bought it for themselves. And that always makes me pretty uneasy. If somebody I know recommends something and then there was like a link to buy it in the Amazon app or something, then yeah, sure. I, I you know, I'd be happy to, especially, well, maybe not Marco Arment because that would be my entire bank account. Uh, but, uh, you know, all of the watches immediately. Yeah, I've never bought anything from a social media app. And I don't even see, because I use TweetBot on my iOS devices and on my Macs, I never see ads on Twitter. So I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, I don't go on Facebook much. So it's really Instagram. And Instagram does have some of the creepier ads where it always seems like there's this thing I was just talking about. And I swear to God, now there's an ad for it in Instagram. Um, <laughs> and that that's enough to make me not want to click on any of them. Uh, that's for sure. So... I don't know. I like like Rose said. I think I'm very wary of that because you gotta not knowing who's behind it. For example, is uh, kind of worrying, especially if you're you know not sure how your money is getting transacted. It, it seems like a very opaque experience to me. So I can understand why they're pushing hard into this. It, it, this has always been the the way for companies, right? Like advertising and getting spokespeople and celebrity endorsements and all that stuff. Pretty much as long as there's been advertising. To my mind, it must be working somehow because people, you know, these companies keep buying ads on these services. So presumably people are clicking on them. But I, I just don't know anybody who's ever really been like, yeah, I buy all my stuff from Instagram now. <laughs> like that's <laughs> That seems weird. Yeah, I, I too have never bought anything through like a social media app. Although I will say about the influencers, that's a, just a terrible word. Really. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sounds just, creepy. That, yeah, that's what I, apparently that's what they want to be called. But like with anything else, I think even the people on in, like if we just focus on Instagram, like you'll have people promoting, you know, various like brands will pay them to promote their stuff. And like th I think there's a continuum there where you have like people that are genuine influencers and will do that the right way. Like you know, like a, a sponsored post will be labeled, and you know they'll they'll sort of try it out and they'll keep like. Uh, you know, some some shred of credibility, basically, even when it is like a picture with, you know, some new cream or whatever. But like m most of the people I've seen that promote stuff on Instagram, which are trying then to, you know, sell it to people, it's just they'll promote anything. Like you'll see just, you know, people promoting really crappy Bluetooth speakers. Like you can just mm -hmm. see in the picture, it's a crappy Bluetooth speaker. There's no way that's a, in any shape, form, you know, a good deal. And then you'll see like a, a normal post with like an influencer promoting it and then a crappy instagram ads promoting the same crappy bluetooth speaker and it's like i don't know who falls for that but apparently people do i think we're all too and like i don't i don't say this as an insult i really do think we're all too old um <laughs> I, I i knew people were going to laugh but i mean that uh earnestly because i uh, you know i have the privilege of of like studying my siblings whenever it comes to stuff like this uh all younger siblings and this is a way that they do shop um now what i will say is that no i have never you know tapped on an ad within instagram or one of the other places because i don't want it to show up in every other possible place and like get a knock on my door and a a, a singing telegram is trying to advertise um but i have in the past seen something that caught my eye and so i ended up searching for it later um and you know coming across some things so there there is an occasional benefit i think to these more personalized ads but this this 
this exact thing is not quite the same as those advertisements. Yeah, this is all based in like influencer stuff. And I think Instagram has that new ability to, uh, instead of just tagging people, you can tag products in the app. And uh, I have seen I have seen my siblings uh, shop this way. And so, yeah, I think it's for somebody. It's just not for us and perhaps not for those who are more hip to the game of how advertisers sort of begin to understand your likes and dislikes and try to capitalize on that. Uh, So thank you for your thoughts on that. Let's go to the last topic, which comes from Rose. Okay, well, this week, Apple announced uh, that you can now pay for a public transit in Milan with Apple Pay. Now, I knew this was already available in London, and I had a quick look, and it's available in three cities in the US, three cities in Russia, a load of public transit systems in Japan, four cities in China, and that's about it. And I was wondering, do you think that this sort of thing is a good thing for public transit? Does it make it easier to use? Can you even use it for public transit where you are? And uh, what else could we do in this sort of vein to make it easier to use, Dan? I cannot use it where I am, although I hear that that is coming down the pipe at some point when they replace the uh, the fare system here next time. I have used it as Chicago is one of the cities listed, and I did use it when I was in Chicago the other year, although it didn't entirely work right. Uh, it like I tapped my phone when I got on and it let me through the turnstile, and then I was on the, the subway. And about five minutes later, my phone buzzed and was like, yeah, we couldn't charge your card. I'm like, but I'm on the subway. So apparently this works great for me because now I'm riding for free. Um, So I I assume they've fixed that since then. I love this idea. I I frequently worry about how much, you know, like having my my Metro Pass with me and whether it has any money on it. And especially as I've taken to carrying less and less cash, uh, you know, I had to like scrounge up recently because I was like, oh, I'm going to get on the bus. I'm not going to have enough and I'm not going to have any cash. And so I had to like find change and like dump a bunch of change in the thing on the bus so being able to just tap my phone and have it automatically paid seems way easier it also seems potentially a lot easier for transit companies because they can get a link directly into your you know credit card or bank account rather than like producing cards or whatever and worrying about you like storing value on those cards that seems like a lot more overhead the biggest concern i guess i have is in terms of systems that go more towards using this primarily uh obviously is not everybody has a smartphone that's capable of this kind of thing so in order to keep public transit accessible as it should be they have to make sure they still have options for people who don't can't afford smartphones or don't have smartphones so I'm generally in favor of this, but the implementation is always in the details. Uh, yeah, so I, I, we have a, our like in Ljubljana, our uh, we just have buses. That's our public transportation system. Like there's no subway. <laughs> like we used to have a tram, but they threw it out. I don't know. It's just a sad story. Anyway, we just have buses, <laughs> and we do have the whole you know one car thing. We can buy a little plastic car, fill it up, and stuff. But there was like an Android app because of course Apple wouldn't let anybody you know touch their an NFC chip. There was an Android app which I tried to use a couple of years ago and it just didn't work for me at all. So I basically wrote a couple of buses for free with the intention of paying with that app but it never never really worked so um i I will say though you know for uh, like all of the americans listening since rose lives in vienna right vienna has one of the best public transportation systems i've ever seen like hands down like i don't know if you agree rose but like it's it's awesome okay it's 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 genuinely it's it's so good. It's 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 I, I'm I, I'm angry when I'm on it. Basically, it's like <laughs> it, it just works. 
I'm angry when I'm on my public transit system, but for totally different reasons, apparently. (laughs) No, but honestly, it's like one of the best, like, like seriously best subways and bus lines like I've ever used. And the thing is, like, the thing I love about it, it's basically on the honor system. So you have to buy a ticket, but nobody checks. Like, there's people on, like, they do have, like, sort of, like, controllers or whatever. They do check it, but it's sort of random. So you just you just walk in basically, and and it, and it's sort of just the fact that it works on the honor system. It kind of obfuscates all of the you know tapping the stuff and you know like the I don't know the London or the New York subway where it's like Fort Knox before you get in and stuff like that. Like all of that is gone, and it works fine. No need for Apple Pay, NFC cards, like none of that nonsense. Basically, it's just it's awesome. I am just completely, I, I have no idea how any of this works or what any of it means, really. <laughs> Public transit, I don't, what? What's that? Um, I have lived in the Midwest for most of my life, um, and here we just drive our own vehicles everywhere um so again like and and people in chicago right now are going ah we're in the midwest too and we don't so let me be clear in in missouri and especially where i live um i have i've i've really only ever driven my vehicle places um that said of course, I think that convenience is great, and I really like Apple Pay and would love for it to continue to spread. And if spreading through public transit means that it also spreads to more stores, uh, then so be it. Like, whatever it takes to, to make it more ubiquitous, I am on board with that. Yes. So uh, as Ajay mentioned, uh, Vienna's public transport is basically on an honor system. Uh, They do have an app where you can buy tickets in the app, which is the same app that I mentioned earlier that you use to get around with and figure out where you're going and how you're getting there. And that works really well, but it does not support Apple Pay. Not surprising, we don't actually have Apple Pay here in Australia yet. We're still outside in the dark, sadly. But that said, uh, I have used Apple Pay in London, especially with my Apple Watch on the tube. That is amazing, especially when, like I do, you arrive at Heathrow late at night and you just, you know, you've got a suitcase and you're just wrangling it. It's nice to just wave your watch over the the scanner and it works. And that's great. Uh, I was listening to Cortex earlier today and Mike mentioned that uh, he's been using his phone for Apple Pay on the tube and that seriously slows things down. And I know Londoners especially get very grumpy if you are the person at the front of the queue slowing things down. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. I think it's a great idea, especially actually for tourists, because when I was in Japan, I was trying to figure out the PASMO system. I had a PASMO card in Tokyo, and I got very confused. And thank you to the very lovely Japanese people who helped me out there, because <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. And it turns out it's basically the same as the tube. Uh, but understanding how to buy the card and so on was beyond me because the screen was in Japanese and I couldn't even find the button to change language. Um, And so if that makes it easier for people and also potentially more accessible, I like the idea that somebody who's potentially disabled doesn't need to try and find a machine that is... So if they're in a wheelchair or something, they don't need to find a machine that's set to wheelchair height and hope that it's not out of order because Mm. those Mm. are always the ones I see out of order that they could just use their phone and keep going. Like, you know, that, that... 
really empowers people. So that would be really good. I just hope it rolls out in more places and countries. Please, Apple, please. Austria, come on. We want Apple Pay. (laughs) Fingers crossed. All right. That is all of our topics. We have just enough time for a bonus topic, but really quick, I want to tell you about our other sponsor today, and that is our good friends at Linode. Linode offers industry-leading performance with native SSD storage, a 40 gigabit network, and Intel E5 processors. They now have 10 data centers spread across the world, meaning you can serve your customers even quicker than before. They have an API that allows you to easily automate tasks or develop custom applications in the cloud, and everything is manageable via the command line. All of Linode's pricing tiers feature hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services like backups and node balancers. Linode has fantastic pricing options available. Their plans start at 1 gigabyte of RAM for only $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash clockwise, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that's four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's absolutely nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash clockwise to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or use the promo code clockwise2018 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting this show and Relay FM. And now the bonus topic really quick. Since we were talking about transportation, I was thinking, I've started to ride a bike more recently. Do you know how to ride a bicycle and do you do so often, Anjay? Uh, yes, I ride one almost every day. I basically don't use public transportation because I live uh, close to my work. So I alternate between my uh, bike and my longboard and I'm still alive. So uh, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm all for bikes. So, yeah. Um, I do know how to ride a bike. I have not ridden one in a while, but uh, I'm <laughs> waiting for the fall to roll around whenever we're not in these billion degree temperatures with humidity uh, to start riding around again. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I do know how to ride a bike. I own a bicycle. It is in the storage uh, room uh, for our flat in my building and has probably not left that room in over a year. (laughs) But I am very excited by this whole scooter thing that's going on and keep looking at them. And there is one in my Amazon shopping basket right now. (laughs) Scooter. Scootering's are dangerous like that. All right. Thanks for your answers to that. We have reached the end of the show. And all that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guests. Anjay Tomic, thank you so much for being here. Vienna's awesome. (laughs) And Rosemary Orchard, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me. And Micah, try to stay cool out there, okay? Oh, you too, bud. All right, all of our listeners, you should also stay cool. But until next week, you should remember, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.